0: welcome to the speaking of influence podcast with virtual business speaker presentation skills and influence coach john ball remember to like and subscribe the speaking of influence podcast is uploaded and distributed using buzzsprout Buzzsprout makes it really easy to get your podcast started and out to a wide audience with lots of tips and useful tools to help you on your way. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes and start your podcast today. Well, Welcome to the show. Welcome back if you've been tuning in regularly. I am really pleased today because I get to have a conversation that I've been wanting to have for a long time because in the world of presentation and influence and public speaking and online presenting, how you look is a really important part that we just haven't covered in the podcast yet. So when my guest today agreed to come on my show. I was really happy because she knows what she's talking about. She has over 20 years in fashion and clothing. Please welcome to the show, Shelley Golden. Shelly is an owner, a business owner of Shelly Golden Style. She's a personal branding image consultant, fashion stylist, Zoom makeover expert, so you're definitely going to want to hear those tips. She's lived in Europe and I can't remember other places you said now, Shelly, but you can remind us. And so you have a pretty broad perspective on things. Please welcome to the show, Shelly Golden. Great to have you with us.
1: Thank you. So glad to be here. So nice to meet you.
0: It's, It's really cool because I know that I'm not always the best when it comes to how I look. I can make an effort. And today, speaking to you, I've brushed my hair. I've groomed my beard a little bit. So, you know, I've made a little bit of effort. But I know that you come on the video with you. And you look you look great. You look fantastic. And uh, and I know that you've got a lot of great information that can help people. What is it about branding and image that attracted you to work in this area in the first place? Well,
1: actually, it's really more of a genetic this predisposition on my side, I'm fourth generation in the fashion and clothing business. So I was just, my great grandfather made fur coats in Russia. Wow. And um, my both my mom and dad weirdly both grew up in the men's retail clothing business. So it was just a, a little bit of a genetic thing. So when I went to college, not initially, but I actually studied textiles. I've designed costumes for theater. I'm a costume historian, which is kind of my pitter-patter uh, passion, and I've been a personal branding image consultant um, for my entire life, really. just I've done it in three cities on um, two continents because I lived in Amsterdam and Abu Dhabi. That was my right. Middle East where you couldn't quite remember.
0: Yeah, I forgot for a second. I <laughs> get those little mental blocks sometimes. But great. I mean, that, that gives you a really broad perspective, and this stuff is really in your blood, so that explains, explains a lot. And I want to I want to ask you then, what is your image? Like, how would you describe not necessarily your own personal branding, but what personal branding is and why image consulting is important for people?
1: It's personal branding is just really a way to remember you, and however you want people to remember you. But you know, even if you take Steve Jobs, he had the black t-shirt and jeans, black mock mock turtleneck t-shirt that was his brand right. people have a, a a look a color and it's a way to remember them and that's really all it is how do you want people to remember you do you want people to remember you as the sophisticated one the edgy one the conservative one the funky one because when people first look at you it just takes less than a second actually the first thing they're i they're they're figuring out is what your social status is. I mean, if you look at somebody, you can kind of see if they have money or no money. And then from there, wh- how, what look do you want to portray? How do you want people to know you? That makes, that and, makes
0: a lot of sense. I, I, yeah. I spoke recently with a, a chap called John Espirian. He's a, a LinkedIn marketing expert, and especially about content marketing. And one of the things that he says he specializes in is helping people keep their brand the same everywhere. And that's similar to, to what you're saying here. He's talking about it in a content perspective, but you're talking about it in more of a visual image perspective as well. Right,
1: right. exactly.
0: Right, so, so just, to, just ask you, to, to look at me right now, then what was the first sort of, and you can be brutally honest here, what was the first impression that, that you get and where could I look to make some improvements?
1: Uh, well, the first thing that I noticed was uh, your background, which is, I, I know, virtual background because I've spoken to somebody else who was in the same uh, coffee shop.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, quiet coffee shop, yeah.
1: <laughs> same cafe. Uh, yeah. I lived in Amsterdam, so you know, coffee shop has a different connotation. Yes, I do. <laughs> and, so, um, but I just see that you're kind of. Uh, You know, black t-shirt, black glasses, but very nicely groomed. Uh, Your beard is very nicely groomed, uh, which says a lot about you. You know, it's a little bit longer. It's not the five o'clock shadow, but it's not a little, it's not longer. Mm -hmm. And um, it's hard to say exactly my, the whole image because I'm only seeing kind of from your neck up.
0: Right. Uh, if If you could see me or way down i am wearing uh, linen shorts. It's very hot in Spain at the moment so uh, but but they're they're business style shorts so I think I' definitely picked a business uh, business style cut um but yeah the the image that I go for is uh, smart casual and and I do find that one of the reasons for wearing black is just because it works really well with virtual backgrounds although although the technology for that is getting better, it's still easier to wear black. <laughs> but i like what you're saying about consistency as well where where do most people go wrong particularly with online image which i think is on a lot of people's minds right now because we are spending more time in in zoom meetings and likes what are the biggest mistakes people tend to make
1: lighting uh, lighting is the biggest mistake because what you want is you want the lighting to be even on the left side and the right side of your face you notice immediately when someone's in the dark and you notice immediately when somebody's uh, perhaps backlit because they're so dark or there's just too much light on their face. It looks like they're facing the sun with a big spotlight on them. It's the first thing you notice. So having the lighting even left and right on your face is the most important thing. So for example, I have a window on my left. So I compensate. I actually have, light on my right and i have a light on my left but they're different colors and i also put um post-its just i use fuchsia and yellow post-its over my lights to change the color of the light to make my skin look more natural and when when the lighting is right and the color of the lighting works it feels more comfortable and people feel like they can approach you you're more approachable and that you're more real as though you're sitting at the same table
0: yeah so a lot of simple lighting hacks that anyone could do right this is we're not talking big budget here Like a few post-it notes and you can change the ambience of your of your whole image just from the lighting that, that's fantastic now in terms of actual personal brand then how when you're working with somebody as a as your client, how do you start with them what's the first thing you need to know from them or to start working with
1: uh well of course when i'm working with a client in person the first thing i I, I really want to get to know them who are they what do they do who who is their market who do they who do they appeal to who do they want to appeal to maybe a business coach wants to appeal a um, as such as yourself once wants to appeal to millennials you want to look a certain way if you're uh, a business coach that appeals to women 40 and over you want to look a certain way so it's really important to know who your audience is who you're marketing yourself to and you want to look similar to them but better you want to be just a little bit better because you need them to look up to you as the expert as the role model so, so that's that's really the first place that i go
0: yeah okay that's that's great. It's really interesting and it makes sense as well for for someone like me then who's aiming for i work with service business owners primarily um but i do look to do some small business work as well. So so, some small group work as well with sometimes with sale teams and things like that. Um, Should I think about changing the way I dress for things that may be targeting those sorts of groups? Or do you think this kind of style is, is okay for that? And if you're looking for targeting professionals, do you need to be in a suit still these days or have we gone past that?
1: Okay, well, it, it, it all depends where you are in the world. <laughs> uh, I'm in California. I'm in Northern California. I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's very casual here, but having lived in many different parts of the world, uh, East Coast, I'm originally from Chicago. I am being in the fashion and clothing business my whole life. I seem to dress up a little bit more coming in in Europe, I would definitely up your game just a little bit. There's a difference when a a man wears a shirt with a collar, but it could be a darker colored shirt to give you the sophistication of a collared shirt, but the edginess of something more casual.
0: That's an interesting idea. Now, I know I have a a lot of ladies who are listening into the show as well, I think most of my audience are, uh, are women as well, which is great and I love it. And, and I know that they're going to want some stuff for them too. So for, for women especially, uh, and again, of course it's going to depend on individuals, but what are some of the more general style and branding tips that you would offer specifically for women?
1: Uh, for women in particular, I would probably suggest having cl- the the right color that is the there's two things that I aim for the right color and the right fit so um, I am a personal branding image consultant and one of the things that I do is I do people's colors this ha- actually happens to be a client of mine she's blonde but this is the type of thing that I do and it talks about Ah, uh, skin color, eye color, hair color. Um, and so wearing the right color actually makes you look healthier if you're wearing the right color and younger. So that is the one thing I start with and also fit. If you know your body type, you know, are you a an hourglass? Are you a, a, a pair where your hips are wider than your shoulders? Are you um, an in a V? an inverted, you know, where you're you have really narrow hips. If you under or an apple, perhaps you're bigger in the midsection. If you understand your body type, you know what it's easier to learn and then adhere and dress for your body. Because if you're wearing the right clothes for your body, you will look more in proportion. So it's the right color and the right shape. That's those are the two most important things to look your best.
0: Yeah. So given your background, have you always kind of dressed for success, so to speak? Like you've always been very conscious of your own style and brand.
1: Yeah. You know, like I said, it, it was a genetic thing. You know, yeah. when, I, when I was about yay high, you know, I would hear from my mom, you, know, you can't go out of the house looking like that. You no. Know? So, <laughs> um, so like as a little kid, it's like, okay, well, what's wrong with that? And then what do I need to do to please mom? No, but then as I got older, I realized, ah, now I understand the elements, but also having lived in different parts of the world, I lived in the middle East, I lived in Europe and I could see the different body shapes of the people that are indigenous from the area. And so the way they dress and how they adorn themselves is different in different parts of the world. And so that makes a big deal on what the norm is where you live.
0: When when it comes to the branding then for, for individuals, especially like someone, many people who operate like myself, like have their own business, they're the star of their business, they're their own brand. And so if you want to keep that image pretty much the same? Is it important to like have number of the same outfit like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg? Do you know, like, you don't have to think about what you're going to wear each day. You just pull the same thing out of the wardrobe. Or is it still good to have a bit of variety in there, but around the same sort of theme?
1: I, I quite often talk about the word, uh, I use the word uniform. You know, it's, it's you have your uniform. You, you figure out what what you like. What works best for you? And then you have your uniform. For example, I, I'm a jacket girl. I like kind of shorter crop jackets. So I have a whole slew of them because I know that model works for me. So that's my uniform jacket.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I spoke to Mike McCallowitz a little while ago and he was talking about his vest, which we would call a waistcoat here in Europe. But uh, that, that's his uniform. That's what he likes yeah. to wear when he's doing his speaking, particularly. So the, those sorts of things, there's like the thing that you uh, people will readily associate with you. That's really, really a good thing to have.
1: Right, like, and people also know. Many people know I'm. I'm not doing it now, but I am a scarf girl. You know, having lived in Europe and the Middle East for 15 years, you know, Europeans, especially in the north, northern Europeans, wear scarves all the time. So I just have gotten in the habit. I'm a scarf girl, and people know me that uh, I wear a scarf. And I actually just heard uh, recently that someone said, "Oh." you know when it, you could always tell when shelly's worked with somebody because they always have a scarf <laughs> and and it's always the perfect scarf for that outfit so uh, that that's that's one of my i don't know it's i wouldn't say it's one of my signature pieces but it's part of the personal branding and yeah. i'm working with people in person and also kind of my new business as of covid-19 is helping people look good kind of in the box, as I say. And so I'm helping people and companies, organizations, individuals, with their brand, keep up their brand in the box. It's literally your curb appeal. You know, if you're you're shopping for a house, you're not looking at the house and what's inside and the knowledge that the house has. You're looking from the street, when you walk up to it, it's the whole curb appeal and yeah. how it looks. Um, because you're, it's like painting a painting. You know, you've got yeah. the foreground, the mid-ground, the background, and it's, it's, it's how you look at the whole. Because if you and I were sitting at the same table talking, we'd pretty much both have the same background and it would be a non-issue.
0: Yeah, the, 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 one of the one of the good things with this background is it just works really well with the green screen and doesn't uh, doesn't give me any sparkle behind me, so it looks quite natural. But uh, but yeah, I, I get that absolutely. It's uh, it's important to have that initial impression that's kind of a, an attractive or at least appealing impression in some way. What happens when that goes wrong? Like, but if somebody sort of has, has got their curb appeal or hasn't realised that they need to do that and has their image kind of
1: Oh, okay, before they work
0: with you.
1: So when it, it's pretty easy to spot because if you're talking to somebody, it's distracting. Whatever it, whatever isn't working is distracting. So I've actually come up kind of with this five step process, and it's taking people through the camera angle, the lighting, the background, what color clothing works best on them in their space. And uh, makeup for women because this is not street makeup and it's not stage makeup. It's yeah. two-dimensional zoom makeup, as I call it. And so, if you're, if any of those elements are not working, if your lighting's not good, if your camera angle is wrong, you're you're looking up someone's nose, you're looking on top of their head. You notice it. It feels uncomfortable. If the lighting is distracting, it feels uncomfortable. If you have funky, or a mess behind you. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're in a garage or if you've got, if it's a little bit too busy, um, if you have reflections off of paintings behind you, it's distracting. And so basically whatever doesn't work subliminally feels distracting. And what I try to do is I try to eliminate all the distractions so that it's pleasant, yeah. it's warm, it's approachable, and people want to talk to you as though you were, John, as though you and I were meeting at a cafe, and we were going to just sit and have this nice conversation, we would choose a really nice cafe to sit in, yes. that had a nice ambiance, and, and yep. that's what we try to do.
0: And I know exactly which cafe in Valencia I'd take you to, Shelley, as well.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's very nice, a bit more stylish than this backdrop image, but uh, yeah. Awesome. Excellent. So um, so it's easy to get these things wrong, but they are correctable. And I do have, do have one, one question, because I'm curious about this, whether you were particularly for camera, whether you would recommend guys to wear any
1: kind of makeup at all? No, I, I, n- unless a guy is used... To, well, there's only one circumstance that I would have a, a, a guy wear makeup. Um, I have some men who appear on television uh, Occasionally. And if they are giving a really a high end interview to like a, a television station, yes, they might want a little makeup, especially for men who have uh, either who are bald have a, a very high hairline because what happens and and they have lighting over their head you, their head is shiny, so perhaps at that point, I might suggest wearing a little bit of makeup or powder mm. to um to eliminate the shine on top of their head. I could
0: probably use a bit of that. I have quite a big forehead and it catches the light very nicely. (laughs)
1: Right. So It depends what your lighting is. Um, And another thing that I I suggest for that, one of my little tips and hacks, you can put over your light. So I had already suggested that you could put like fuchsia and yellow Mm -hmm. post-its over lighting of which I have on both sides of me. But if you have, perhaps you're in a room that has, uh, Uh, ceiling lights that's shining right down on you you could literally put a piece of white paper over the light and it'll diffuse the light it'll keep it the same color if you want to keep the light the same color but it'll diffuse the light and it won't act like a spotlight
0: yeah great I'm, i'm uh I've invested a little money in having my own lighting set up, but unfortunately you know, being where I am at the moment until I can move to my new location in September, I have some external office lighting with a clear glass window next to me that I can't control, but, uh, trying, trying to block, try to block it out at least a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's really good, really good lighting. So the lighting is one of the most, you know, I guess I always say that in TV, right? Is you've got to be really well lit on TV. You've got to have good makeup. And, um, but I'm, I'm kind of pleased that I don't have to wear makeup for, <laughs> too much for doing videos but I might try the the powder thing I might give that a go just to see if it gets rid of the shine that would be cool mm-hmm. I use these th- these things I mean can't really tell what it is from the packaging it's in front but they're 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 sort of blotting I guess for oily skin so it, it helps mm-hmm. to take down the shine a little bit if uh, I, I found that that's uh it helps a little bit it's uh, that and my beard that's my makeup
1: <laughs> yeah well, if if you, so like, you know, looking at you, I, you know, I have, there's like on your left temple, there's like two, two spots, yeah, you know, that, that uh, the camera's picking up. So the one thing you have to know about the camera, especially these computer cameras, when, you know, talking on zoom is the camera picks up light first, light and white first, whatever it is and it brings it to the foreground and that's sometimes the very first thing you see is light or white and so that's why sometimes light is distracting whether even if it's in the back of you it's it, it, it you know coming in from the side it's because that's what it's picking up first and so black actually recedes to the back and white comes to the foreground
0: when it when it comes to personal image how much of a difference does it make for people in terms of their ability to influence other people
1: oh it's 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 a hundred percent if you have um a, a per, let's say a man who has who looks like a million bucks he's got let's say he's got it let's put him in a suit just for for, for example who is in a like a a, a great fitting suit. I didn't say expensive. I just said a great fitting suit. Yeah. Looks, you know, with a pocket square, great tie, you know, nice shoes. You're going to think this guy makes a lot of money to afford that. And if he, for example, was a business coach and you next to somebody who's wearing a black T-shirt and pair of jeans, you would think the guy in the suit makes more money. People pay him more money because they think he's better and earns more money and thus charges more money. So it's actually a psychological uh, uh, influence of how people dress.
0: So it's assumptions that we make, right, based on, I guess, based on experience, based on media uh, presentations and, you know, representations that we see all around us all the time.
1: Right, right. You know, if you see somebody who looks well-dressed, you're going to assume that they make more money than somebody who's not well-dressed. And just for the sheer fact that they look like they make more money would... Again, like I said, you would assume that they charge more money because they're better. Right. But this is not – it's just a bit of an illusion. That's why I feel that your brand, how you want to look, how you want to put yourself together is super important to attract the people that you want to attract.
0: Yeah. You mentioned a bit about a five-point formula. Can you give us some more of the – without giving everything away, of course, give us some of the tips that you can freely share for people to just start making some improvements.
1: Sure, I'm happy to do that. Um, So uh, I call this, uh, first of all, I call it the Zoom makeover. And step one is always camera angle. You, You want the camera to be eye level. So you don't want to be looking down at your laptop and then people are looking kind of up your nose, under your chin. Yeah. You want to look straight ahead. And, cons- and, and on the opposite, you don't want the camera too high that you're looking up or that they see the top of your head. You don't really want to see the top of the people's head. If you and I were, again, if you and I were sitting at a table, we would be looking eye to eye. And that's what feels comfortable. So that's number one. Number two is Lighting. Uh, again, I talked a little bit about lighting already. Um, I'm actually just going to show you a little bit, my, my little, my little hack of, of, of putting post-its. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a light on my left and right. And right now I have on my right light, uh, two fuchsia post-its. But if I remove the fuchsia post-its, that's what you get, which is really very different. It's, it's just too intense. So by putting these post-its over it, it diffuses the light and it actually gives me a more peachier look. And also on my left, I have an incandescent light and I have one posted over that and you could see, wow, it looks really yellow. But I, I put this, I put it over the light to diffuse it and my skin looks more natural and it doesn't look like I have spotlights on me.
0: Yeah, so you can see a huge
1: my, difference there. Yeah, lighting's really important. And you need to counterbalance any windows. And you definitely don't want windows behind you. You ideally want the window in front of you so that the natural daylight that has a full spectrum of light is on your skin. But not everybody has that, that uh, possibility. <laughs> yeah, uh, the absolutely. Th- the third thing I t- always talk about is background. What's your background? You want it to not be distracting. That's the most important thing. You want it to look natural. Uh, If you are only able to have a virtual background because you're in the laundry room, you're in the garage, you're in your kitchen, um, because so many people are working from home right now, the the one suggestion I have on a virtual background is that the perspective is the same. Uh, I worked with a a gentleman, and when when we got on the call, he had this great living room behind him with beautiful Italian furniture and big windows, but it looked like he was sitting on the floor because the <laughs> perspective of these low Italian sofas was, you know, you're looking up at it. So it's, it didn't feel right. Mm. So, you know, you want the perspective to look even with you yeah. or you don't want moving palm trees, you know, um, again, it's, it's distracting yeah. uh, for, for real background. you want to keep it neat. You want to keep it tidy. I am a big advocate on having plants and flowers in your in your background so even your virtual background there's a plant up on the shelf it just gives it a nicer softer feeling um, as opposed to something sterile and and staged I mean a, a little bit staged but uh, plants really add a softness and um, and and that's one of the what, like, that's the third component. The fourth component that I, I take people through is what color clothing works best on them in their space. So if you have a dark background, you don't want to wear dark clothes. If you have a light background, you don't want to wear light clothes. You want, And I usually say no black, no white. Sorry, John.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm here for, here for development. I'm here to learn things. So I, I'm open to being told I've been getting it wrong. That's how we learn.
1: Uh, because, it, so think of it this way. You're in the box. And people are not just looking at you right now. They're looking at you in your box. So this is a painting. Think of it as a pattern, right? you know, just even, you know, your background, that that's the pattern. And for you to stand out amongst this pattern, it's better to wear solid colors. And sometimes it's a little bit better to wear a color that kind of pops out so that you are the main event and everything else is behind you.
0: What kind of color then, if I don't go for black, what kind of color do you think could work well for someone who's like teaching presentation and public speaking skills to, um, to business owners and professionals?
1: Uh, blue is always a great, great color. And pink also uh, converts uh, very well as well as well.
0: It's interesting. I, I have, I have shirts in both those colors. I, I, maybe I can start working them, wearing them to the office.
1: Mm-hmm. Because, you know, wearing black, I don't even see your shirt. I only see your face. Right. Whereas, whereas if I saw your shirt and your face, there'd be more of me to like understand your body language. Yeah. So, you wearing black, I, I fades to the background and I don't get to see your body language. And also one of the, in in terms of camera positioning, I also say it's always nice to have a little bit of room above your head and to have your armpits at the bottom of the box. So this way people can see a little more of your body for the uh, nonverbal body language, which you don't get as much on Zoom. And then the fifth, uh, the fifth part of my kind of five-step process is makeup. And I work with women, uh, to just, I have some hacks and tricks because again, the camera picks up light and dark and you otherwise look like a, a, you could have like a unineck and just to give you a little bit of definition and what, uh, having like, whether you have your eyebrows or glasses and it's, and and having a little bit of lipstick, usually a darker color than you normally wear, helps act as a bullseye for people to focus in on your face and what you're saying, because of course, that's the most important thing here. So right. these, are, uh, these are kind of the five steps that I, I take people through to help focus in, focus in, make it less distracting, and that you're the main event, as I say.
0: Yeah, even with what you shared with that, that there's things that I'm going to take from this and and work on as well, because I know I can make some improvements and and I know that it's very hard. You can't even see that there's a collar on this shirt because it's black and it's a bit far down and they're thinking, okay, yeah, um, space space restrictions are a bit of an issue here, but... uh, um, other than that, there, there's certainly some changes I can make. But there, there's stuff there that anybody is going to be able to apply. And even if it's just for online meetings, but especially if you're doing online business presentations or you know, webinars or sales presentations, it's going to be really important to get them looking as good as possible.
1: Right.
0: What, what's the first thing you generally notice about somebody when, when you meet them for the first time?
1: Ah, you know, not too many people ask me that question. I usually notice uh, if they're co- the color clothing is it it works for them. Um, you know, when once you understand color, sometimes it it just pops right out at you, whether it's the right color or the wrong color for that person. Mm. And, and that's that's pretty much the first thing I notice because when you're wearing the right color, you actually look. Healthier, more attractive, more approachable, and and have you ever noticed, John? Someone will say, "Wow, that color looks great on you." You know, occasionally you get those.
0: Yeah, yeah, that and does, keep does happen. Those.
1: Keep that. track of those because those those compliments don't come far and few between. But if somebody's actually going out of their way to say, "Wow," that color looks great on you. It's because it actually is attracting them to you. you It's the right color and it's kind of pulling them in. And that's, that's the, that's the, the art of wearing the right color is that it's attracting you. It's attracting people to you. So that's the first thing that I notice. Cool. But I have to keep my mouth shut.
0: Often, I'm going to say you must. You must sometimes just find yourself thinking, "Oh, I'd do this, and I'd make that change," but you're just like zip it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you know, I, I, I go and and, I, and people know this that you know I only give my opinion if asked, <laughs> because otherwise, from experience, I've learned that you don't give advice to people that don't ask.
0: Yeah, the unwelcomed or unsolicited advice is rarely is really welcomed, I think. Yeah, I think these are really good things. And so when, when you've worked with people in the past, and you work with people, perhaps you do more uh, in person kind of things. What are some of the the style pointers that are for for men or for women that are, are generally good to go for? You talked about colour being really important and some hacks you can do with makeup, but what about sort of general? And other than that, knowing your shape, um, is, it, is it useful to have like your own style icons or models?
1: Not necessarily. One of the things that I feel that is super important is to have the right shoes that look good. Um, everybody notices your shoes. I, I'm sure, you know, if, if a woman is wearing like, really beautiful, sexy shoes, you would notice. If another man, and then, you know, living in Spain, you've got men wearing beautiful shoes all over the place. We do. Uh, is, uh, you do. Know, you notice this. So it's really important to wear nice shoes i didn't necessarily say new so whether you know make sure this, the heels are not worn down especially living in europe you're walking so much that your heels get worn down take them to the shoemaker get new heels keep them polished because people notice your shoes uh, as a matter of fact a couple of years ago I, I was i went to portugal for for, for two weeks And and I was, of course, I was noticing shoes. And on the way, on the airplane on the way back, which I I think I had to wake up at five o'clock to catch my airplane uh, to actually go from from Lisbon to Madrid for my my flight back to California. I was in the airport and there was this guy. It's like, oh, he's a nice looking young guy, kind of funky. And he happened to be in front of me at the security checkout. And he kind of had like this young hip look and his shoes were terrible. And I thought, you know, you know, just why having walked around Portugal for two weeks and the men had great shoes, beautiful shoes. And here, this guy, like all he needed to do was polish his shoes and, and just kind of get some new heels and new soles. And I, and I was thinking, wow, it's all about the shoes. And I, and I got on the plane and, Tried to go to sleep, and I kept saying, "It's all about the shoes. It's all about the shoes." And so I took off my blinders and I grabbed my computer and I wrote a blog. And it was specifically about men's shoes, and it was titled, "It's all about the shoes."
0: (laughs) You have to, you have to give us a link for that so I can share it with the audience. I think we want to read your read your article. That sounds good. So, so especially for guys like the shoes can really bring the outfit together and really uh, help to classify your look or set the tone for your look.
1: Right. And and I'm not saying it has to be a leather shoe with a leather bottom. It it could be it could, you know, it could be, you know, a a trendier shoe with a rubber sole, Uh, that works. But whatever works for you, have them look clean and neat. That's the
0: not Crocs, right?
1: Not cropped,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, exact, and same with women. You you want you want you want that you want your shoes looking as new as possible. You like I said, you, when you sit down with somebody and you cross your legs or you just sit down, like people notice your shoes. That's that's that that's the one thing I yeah. can give advice on.
0: Even if it's not consciously noticing, they notice.
1: Because if you have really nice shoes on, you will always get a compliment. Not always, but people will take note of it. If you, okay. don't, have, if you don't, then there's no comment. But if, if you have expe- exceptionally nice shoes on, people will always say, wow, nice shoes
0: shelly i'm I'm very happy you can't see my shoes right now
1: but <laughs> uh,
0: but they they're, they're perfectly fine but uh but they are a little a little on their their casual sort of almost sandal side uh, but I do keep them clean at least there uh, there is there is that <laughs> but uh, it's import, important to stay cool in the in the spanish summer as well right oh yeah <laughs> well wonderful i think these these are lots of great presentations who who are your personals sort or of um, style gurus or icons that that you think yeah the, these are the epitomes of style for me
1: you know I, I I'm a little more eclectic than that um, I don't have any particular style icon or guru I I think because I've lived in different parts of the world and I in in, in you know having lived in the Middle East uh, you know, it has a completely different look.
0: A very different aesthetic in the Middle East, yes.
1: It's a very different aesthetics, The colour jewellery, the way they adorn themselves, you know, their handbags. Every, everything is a, a little bit more over there, a little more bling. So you have to go with the bling factor. Uh, now I, I lived on the East Coast, so it's very conservative and edgy. And now I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it's very relaxed. So. I, I, I'm, I morph a little bit, and I take a little bit of everywhere I've been and add to giving more of a unique look. I, I don't have a, a prescription look for people, mm. and, and I think that's what makes me different. That's I really nice like,
0: to know, yeah.
1: Um, I used to say it was California style with the European edge
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense so you can you can pick and choose the best bits of what you like and you don't really have to look to it should be this way or that way it's like you know bring your personality in it take what you like leave what you don't and it but i do wonder are there any countries that you you mentioned like particularly uh, like in the middle east but are there any countries where you feel the style is just um the best uh, one of the best styles for you like one of your favorites
1: oh yeah, certainly Paris is always pretty fabulous.
0: I've always thought that in Paris, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think you know Paris is, is pretty fabulous. They, they really are uh, cutting edge for Europe. Um, and of course, right now, there is a, a big cutting edge coming from, from South Korea and Japan. There's a big wave of, of, a, of a style that's coming, but it, which is not conducive to most women. Uh, it really caters to smaller, thinner women, uh, you know, kind of a bigger voluminous look. Um, and so uh, uh, places, um, you know, I, I, I just really love and embrace like the different looks because I, you know, like, like a, an author, they, they appreciate all the different genres of writing or an artist appreciates the different genres of art for where they are how and how they put put to get put are put together and that's what i do with with clothing is i really appreciate the 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 blingy look i appreciate the california look although it's, it's taken a while to get the northern california look it took it's taken a while to get used to yeah uh, you know even like the the the, the london you know, edgy look, you know, kind of the black, gray look. Uh, So it's, you know, it's, it's a look and I appreciate it for what it is. Mm -hmm. And I always like a little bit of an artistic element in there because I, I look at myself as an artist Mm -hmm. and how I put people together, even, you know, for even, even for beard shapes, you know, what is your face? What, is the best beard shape for your face? Now, how far under your chin should you go? You know, just trying to get that just right for your face or for women. What length jewelry works best and what shape jewelry earrings say works best for your shape face?
0: Yeah, those are important things, you know, and, and I have. Uh, I, I like to take advice from from my barber, so I leave myself in in his hands because I think he knows uh, he knows beards better than I do, and I think he does a, a pretty decent job. I'm I'm happy with the the shape of my beard and my hair, and it, it seems to suit for me. But yeah, get, getting that kind of feedback sometimes when you don't have it is uh, is important. I think so many people who I've worked with, especially in the world of presenting, um, personal grooming isn't always a top priority and I don't mean in terms of like uh, you know general hygiene I mean more just in terms of um, things that you just may not even think to take care of like especially for like guys my age and older sort of, you know, uh, I'm going to be 50 in a few years and I, um, certainly guys who are older often will have like straggly eyebrows and and sometimes the uh, the sort of fly legs coming out of their nose sort of thing the nose hairs and those are things that just need to be they're easy corrections but a lot of people just don't take care of them but when you have some sort of brand or public image you absolutely have to because it, you talk about distractions that's like the first thing that you're going to be looking at you know if if i see that i can't take my eyes off it so right
1: right it's the it's the distractions that people notice so whether it's in person like you say if you know you have hairs coming out of your nose or you have you know wild eyebrows or or your hair isn't really you know like you just didn't quite get it right people will notice that and same with a woman you know if you're wearing like so for example if i'm wearing This is actually a fuchsia jacket. It might look red to you, but it's actually fuchsia. And if I put orange lipstick on, you would absolutely notice it's wrong. It's a distraction. Yeah. And and so, you know, if I had too much light, you know, or if I had like a a pile of laundry on my sofa, it would be a distraction. And your eye would constantly go there. And that's what you don't want, because you want the focus on you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I still think uh, for for women in business. And I was having this conversation with a very influential female leader. Some some women who feel that uh, in a in a generally male dominated environment that they still need to almost compete on those sorts of terms. And I, and I know that some women generally do feel more comfortable in, in like that, that. That's not really what I'm talking about. Perhaps more uh, people who have made it to high levels, of maybe in politics, for example, and have been around for a while, I, I would look at uh, some, just those very conservative sort of dress, dress styles that fit okay. in with that environment.
1: So I am a big fan, if, if that's – if you're – I, like I said, I'm a jacket person, so I understand the comfort of wearing a jacket. Um, it, it also works for my body style, but I think right now it's really important if someone wants to wear a suit or wear a jacket that you do have a, a little bit of softness to make it look more feminine. And it actually gives you a, a feminine power. So if I, you wear a jacket, you, you would want a, a feminine neckline on your shirt, on, on whatever top that you're wearing. And perhaps even the detailing on the jacket has a little bit of a feminine twist. It doesn't look like you're wearing a traditional, old fashioned, tailored suit. Right. For the most part, when I'm working with clients who have these types of suits, you know, it's kind of like, okay, nobody's wearing these anymore. You know, kind of traditional old-fashioned suits maybe in Washington DC there are certainly women that are wearing that but not uh, you know it, it's very conservative mm. but I feel that it's really now with it, it we don't have to emulate men we don't have to have a man style so we could have feminine necklines and I'm not saying froofy ruffles or no. you know but it, it can definitely be a woman's top. Like it can have uh, w- women's detailing, and that will give you, give women the comfort and the power they want, but yet giving them the softness uh, so that they they have the the combination of you know the yin yang, the, the, the male female energy.
0: Yeah. Again, it may depend on exactly what you want to project and and what your own personal brand is. But yeah, uh, that mm-hmm. to me that makes a lot of sense. And thank you. I think you answered the question that I was trying to ask, not really, not really phrasing very well. For for guys, a ties really important still, uh, or a bow tie still cool. What's the what's the sitch?
1: Um, ties are not. It it depends where you live in the world and what you do, of course.
0: Sure.
1: Um, bow ties are not really in that in right now. Uh, if you wear a bow tie, it's a real statement. Uh, it could be you know you could be the kind of guy who loves to wear bow ties because it makes a statement. You know, like a might like a woman might wear like big heavy necklaces but a man might wear a bow tie just for fun, just for the statement, just for, just to have that be his brand. Just again, for, for, for personality, for fun. Um, So that's bow ties Uh, as in terms of regular ties. It's, it's really not necessary at this point. It may be except in politics, or, you know, or, or some conservative businesses, but I'm working with bankers, I'm working with attorneys, and for the most part, they are not wearing ties. But what I do suggest for men, and this I feel is really critical, is that the shirt that you wear has is well pressed, especially the collar and the placket. So right. So, so often people are doing laundry at home and it's very difficult to get the collar perfectly pressed and the placket pressed with no wrinkles and no puckers because that will give you a polished look at least in business. Yeah. So that is the one thing to, to, to note. Now for men, if you want to add a little personality to your shirt, because otherwise men were adding personality with ties, yeah. right? You know, you have a pattern tie, you have a striped tie, you know, you, you know, whatever, however you like want to present your personality, men were doing it through their ties mm-hmm. because otherwise they had the uniform, the suit and, you know, shirt uniform. Yeah. So now since the tie is gone, you could add more personality in your shirt and w- ways to do that. Is sometimes perhaps the fabric on the inside of the collar is a different color, or let's say you've got a a royal, you know, I, let's say even like a medium blue shirt, you might want to have navy blue buttons. You know, just have something that's a little bit different that gives it a little bit of a a little bit of a a, a a different look. The stitching around the buttonhole is a different color. I also work with a line of made to measure men's clothing. and so I'm, I'm often designing clothing for men. and those are a couple of things that I can do for my, my clients is I change the color of the button the stitching around the buttonhole. And that sometimes makes all the difference. Yeah. Or maybe the little stitching on the X of the button is a different color. And it just adds a little bit of personality and pop. That you're, that's replacing your tie.
0: I like that. Again, it's subtle things, but but they can add a little bit of pizzazz, a little bit of personal style that that I think is important. Takes you out of the generic. And if you want to have a personal brand, I think those sorts of small touches are are exactly what's needed. So so I love that.
1: Just a quick suggestion: you could even take your, like if you have a like a a, a nice white shirt, let's just even take white shirt. Go buy some maybe blue buttons and, and have them stitched on, you know, that'll completely change the look yeah. of, of your shirt or, yeah. you know, gray buttons, you know, you can kind of, you know, whatever look you want, but change the color of the buttons. And I'm, I'm, I'm often changing buttons.
0: I I like that. That's a simple thing and and I I would never have thought of doing that. I'm sure many guys would never have thought of doing something simple as simple as that just to make a a bit of an impact with the the shirt, especially in these days where we're not really wearing ties so much. But uh, that's really fantastic. There's lots of really cool tips. I know I'm going to be playing this back over and over again to write them all down and make sure that well I guess I can go to my transcript but uh but I'm going to want to make sure that I've got these tips and I'm, and I'm implementing them because it's really uh, like, like your name these are golden your tips are golden so uh, absolutely fantastic there may be some people listening almost certainly who are going to want to come and find out more about you and and perhaps even work with you. So how how could people find out more about what you do and how to come and work with you?
1: So the name of my company is Shelly Golden Style. And you can look me up at ShellyGoldenStyle.com. And Shelly's with an E-Y. That's that's one way. Um, And so that's probably the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I work with people... All over the world. I can do virtual image consulting. We can go through your closet. We can, uh, right now, since so many people are working from home or that they're trying to figure out different ways, I am working with individuals and companies on. I have a slide presentation on literally the five steps that I, I discussed on how to up-level your online screen presence. And again, you can, um, you can engage me through um, my website, ShellyGoldenStyle.com.
0: Fantastic. I will we'll make sure that all goes in the show notes and we'll get that link for your article all about the shoes as well. we'll look forward to, to that. But you shared some stuff that is very implementable today, things that can, people can start making some changes with and put into action. So you provided there was a lot with a, a lot of very actionable value, which is wonderful. So thank you so much for that. I like to ask my guests whether there is a book or a resource that they like to recommend to people. And someone says to me, hey, what would you recommend? Maybe it's related to fashion or style with you or maybe just something that you found helpful in in life or business. But what would be your book recommendation that you'll go to that you say, you should read that book?
1: Um, Actually, I I don't really have any particular book. I'm I'm kind kind of like I even like with the, my the stylists and my, in my fashion gurus, I just, I, I'm, I, I'm a melange. I just take things in, you know, from all over. And I, I don't have one that really I feel is, is the Bible for any, whether it's, it's fashion or business or, or coaching uh, you know, business sense. I, I really, I mean, I, I, I'm one of these people. I take a little from here, a little from there, and I just kind of blend it into my own way. Uh, so unfortunately, I, I don't have a, a single answer for you.
0: You for like the eclectic approach?
1: Yes, eclectic, but not looking eclectic.
0: Right, cohesive.
1: <laughs> it's a cohesive eclecticness, exactly. There you
0: go. You should coin that. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: but I, 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 aim to in, in, engage with, with, with my clients and I hope that they can engage with their clients and to inspire people to really up your game a little bit. Look your look better, but have it very authentic and unique to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What's the one last piece of advice, maybe just a a recap or that thing, something you just leave leave people with, maybe a call to action or maybe just something to think about as some closing words for our audience?
1: So I I seem to have a, a new kind of little statement like it's my little that uh, you should look your best feel confident in your clothing and in in how you appear and so and gain more respect or keep the respect that you've had and so the the, that's that's my advice um because I I often say I'm in the confidence business and I really help people gain more confidence
0: yeah, I, I believe it's absolutely essential to to take some care about how we look and uh, and how we look does have a big effect on how we feel and on confidence and all those things. And you've provided us all with some tips that are going to help us all look better, feel better and be more confident. So Shelley, thank you so much for being on the show and being my guest. You've uh, been wonderful to speak to. I feel enlightened. I have to go and make a shopping trip <laughs> very soon and uh, and get myself some new wardrobe and maybe some new shoes but uh, thank you for your time today and for everything that you shared it's been wonderful
1: you are so welcome thank you so much for having me this was really fun
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. I was certainly a bit out of my depth there talking about fashion and looking good on camera, but I got a lot of useful pointers that I'm working on implementing. I hope you found some stuff you can use too. Please make sure you like and subscribe to the show because uh, there's more great content where that came from. Next episode, I will be conversing with learning expert, Lauren Waldman, also known as the learning pirate. Yeah. And we had a fascinating conversation. you are interested in how we learn and how we understand things and the best strategies to make that happen and work for yourself if you create online courses or programs or deliver workshops or anything like that you will want to make sure that you listen to this lauren is amazing and she really knows her stuff and the conversation went deep into some really important stuff that you won't want to miss also the humor in presentation series that's carrying on as well so make sure you're tuned in see you next time